Hey now, this is Jason Acorn with The Boneyard, and you are listening to Jason on the Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Hello all. Before we start this show, I've got a little bit of a housekeeping issue I wanted to to bring up to everybody, and uh, I hope you all will be able to help on this and and really make this show start to shine. Um, I'm starting up a Patreon account. If you go to Patreon, which is www.patreon.com, you can find Outdoor Adventures with Jason. And what I'm looking for is uh, my listeners' help to increase the quality of the show. I could really use everybody's help. I'm trying to keep this simple and very affordable. I'm really just kind of at this point asking, but you know, if you guys can reach in and do, I have three tiers. That's it. It's very simple. Uh, $1 a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. And there'll be more things coming down the road as we can raise funds to make this a better show. I'm going to have a link in the show notes. And I really thank everybody for any assistance they can provide to help this show continue to grow. We're having some amazing growth, and I I look forward to having all of you on this ride with me. Thanks, and enjoy this upcoming show. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Today I've got James Lip on with me. James is the founder of The Camo Brotherhood, which is uh, found on Facebook right now. It's a neat page, and it's an inclusive group of hunters that want to just make sure everybody has a neat time out hunting. And James, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great, great. I really appreciate you giving me some time. Uh, We've had a chance to talk a little bit back and forth on the Racks website, which we can talk about later. But I'd really like you to give me just a rundown on the Camel Brotherhood and let everybody listening know what it is, how to find it on Facebook, and what you guys stand for. Because there's a number of you that, that work that page and, and belong to the Camel Brotherhood. Um, yeah, uh, the Camel Brotherhood is something that I started back in 2013. For me, it was a way to be out in the woods when I am not able to. I could vicariously through other people's pictures, videos, stories, which is what I believe hunting is about, is sharing stories, pictures, the camaraderie. Also, the fact that I started Camel Brotherhood, it started out small, just like I said, just something for me. And it started slowly growing from there. And then next thing I know, it really picked up pace. And I brought on some other friends that we decided, hey, let's see what we can do with this. Let's see how we can help kids, help veterans, help disabled get out into woods more. And that's really the road we're going down now. It's just we want to show the people the passion we have for the outdoors and hunting and what we can do to help get other people out there. Great. So yeah, this page is really, I, I don't know if you could as one person run it anymore because you're now sitting over 26,000 likes on this. So anything you post gets seen by a number of eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. And it got to the point where I just couldn't do it all myself anymore. So I brought on two really great friends, Nate, who's down in Texas, who's a Marine. Or I should say, there never was a Marine. They're always Marines. Then I brought on my friend, who I call more of a brother, from right here in the same city as I'm in, in Wisconsin. Been hunting with him forever. Brought him in, and we're the three owners of it now. And then we got six other pro staff and field staff that help us out. It pages got so big, I wouldn't be able to run it just alone anymore. 
everybody pitching together not only helps to run the page, but to bring lots of great content. There's always neat stories, videos, and being that you're in multiple locations, it's not like I'm seeing everything just in Wisconsin or just in Texas or you know wherever. I, I get to see stuff from across the United States. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's part of it is we're not centralized in Wisconsin, but we've got people all over the country. We've got them from Michigan to Pennsylvania to Texas. So you, you get to see a wide variety of what different landscapes are and how they hunt in these different areas, which is I think is great for our, all of our fans and everything to see the different areas that we hunt and everything. Oh, I completely agree. Now, you made a, a mention that you wanted to live vicariously through other hunters. Tell the listeners a little bit what took place to keep you out of the woods and why staying connected to this was so important. Yeah, basically what that is, for eight years after I'd been diagnosed with a pituitary adenoma, which is a tumor on your pituitary gland that's near your brain, there's a lot of stuff I just couldn't do anymore. I went down the whole road of why me, this, that. But for eight years, I was dealing with that until my good friend, Rod, who's one of the co-owners, came in and said, you know what, I've seen you struggle for this long. I know you love being out in the woods. Let's get you back out there. So he got me back out hunting slowly, started out with the turkey hunting, and then from there, back into deer hunting, archery. But the reason I want to live vicariously through people's stories, pictures, stuff, is because with my condition, I can't be out in the woods alone. I can't go hunting by myself because of the symptoms and the dizzy spells and stuff like that. I just can't drive, and I need someone by me at all times in case I would something would happen. So by starting this and seeing other people's stories, other people's pictures, it helps me be out in the woods when I'm not feeling good enough to be out there or I can't be out there. And just, you know, the people's harvest of their deer, their turkeys, that just brings a smile on my face, just knowing, hey, you know what? That's awesome for them. That's great for them. I don't care if it's a four-point buck to a 12-point buck. To me, any harvest that I see someone get, that they got a smile on their face, that that's like me being out there with them. Yeah, I completely agree. Like you, I'm considered handicapped, and well, the difference is I can sit out in the woods by myself. I can't get out in the woods by myself. So I need the help to get out there and to get out of the woods. So many people don't understand how important it is when some when a condition like that strikes and you love to hunt, that staying connected is, is so important. Exactly, exactly. For me, being out in the woods, I get out there and it's like therapy for me. I forget that I do have this disability. I forget that you know what? I'm out here. I've got nature all around me. To me, it, it, it's like, it literally is like therapy for me. Everything just kind of melts away and I just get in the moment of I'm out here. I'm doing something I love and I can't ask for more. Yeah, I completely agree and understand. And as, as we kind of talked about a little bit earlier is I know I'll never do that, say a bighorn sheep or a mountain goat hunt or something really physical, but I love to see the pictures from it. I love to talk to the people that do it. Oh, ab Absolutely. Yeah, just keep learning. And uh, well, again, it might not ever apply to something I would put into practice. It's just fun to keep learning. And everybody, once you start hunting, you should always be learning, is my opinion. There's there's never somebody that can know too much. Oh, yeah. I mean, every year I, I learn something new. I mean, just by being online looking at these other hunting groups and stuff, I learn something new just about every week. I also be looking, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And I don't care if they're elk hunting, mongo hunting, hog hunting. Anytime I see it, it's just, it's amazing the stuff you see from these groups that what they're out there doing this. And it's a thrill for me. I just sit there and go, oh, that, that, that was a great buck that guy shot. That was a, a huge hog that guy got. Whatever. It's just, it, it, it's awesome just seeing the hunters when they're out there doing what they love. 
I agree. And for anybody listening, if you want to check this out more, just go on Facebook and just write out the Camo Brotherhood, and you'll be brought right to uh, right to the page. It's really neat. There's a lot of cool information on it. Lots of neat videos, like I said, and pictures to see. So this has been going now for about five years. About five years, yep. And you are back out in the woods in limited. Uh, what's the last thing you were able to hunt? I actually got, I was out turkey hunting this last spring, and I ended up getting, first year I've ever gotten two turkeys. The first turkey I got was my a Tom, and then I went out another season and got my first Jake. Oh, cool. And those were with uh, shotgun or with your crossbow? Uh, with shotgun. Okay. Okay. And were they close enough that you could have done it with your bow? Yep. The Tom for sure. He was probably within 20 yards. The Jake, I probably could have got him with my crossbow, but um, he was probably out about 40 yards. So so within distance. Yeah, within distance. But at that time, both those times, I was thinking of taking the crossbow. But once again, at those times I was going out, I wasn't feeling 100%. And I just decided that, you know, it's easier for me to carry out my shotgun than it was to haul out the crossbow. The crossbows, they're bulky. They're a little bit awkward to carry. And both those days, I wasn't feeling 100%. But I wanted to get out because it was the last days for me to get out. Oh, very cool. So with saying that, you guys have a number of great sponsors with the Camo Brotherhood. Everything from Dart and Archery to Arctic Shield to HHA Sports. How did these come about as you built this up? Is it from attending shows? Is it How did you build the relationships with these different companies? Well, actually, with all these companies, Nate down in Texas, our um, co-owner, this guy's amazing. He can talk to people and sell them ice in the middle of winter. <laughs> really, I, it was amazing. He he got a lot of our sponsors. He got us on with Baronet Blind, River's Edge Tree Stand, HHA Sports, Bowsight. He called them up, talked to them, told them what we're about, who we are, that we're just our average hunters trying to help spread word of these great products. And all these products that we're sponsored by, we use personally. Some of the other ones we met at, Deer Turkey Expo here in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, the Deer Fest here in Wisconsin. And we talked with them, got to talking with them at the shows and stuff, and kind of told them what we're about and everything. And it just led from there, kept in kind and communications with them. And then next thing you know, um, they were offering to say, hey, we'd love to see you guys using our stuff or glad to see that you guys believe in our product. Let's help each other out. And just from there, we've we've gotten our sponsors, and it's been amazing. I mean, I never expected it to get this big, really, when I started it out. And to me, it's just almost like a dream come true. Am I looking to be a big-name hunter out there? No, I'm looking to be out there in the woods helping our sponsors who help us in return, and then also showing the other hunters what these items are and how great they truly are by showing them that we are actually using these. Well, and the reason I bring that up is because you'll hear a lot of folks that say, well, how do I proceed? How do I go forward? How do I do this? How do I get a sponsor? And that was it in a nutshell was approach the company. Hopefully you're using the product or at least have used the product, be able to talk positively about it and show them how you can help them. Because I think that's what a lot of them really look for is they need the help to get get out there they might not have a huge advertising budget all of us that have these pages and shows and stuff they can really really help influence the folks and and show out their products oh exactly i mean i've talked to a lot of these sponsors and some of them are really well you know we don't know 
And, you know, you, you can't lead into these sponsors and go, hey, I have a Facebook page. Give me stuff for free. And I'll, a lot of them have seen that where, oh, we'll give you some free stuff, but then never hear anything back from people. That's a real turnoff. We just go in and go, hey, this is what we can do for you. Let us show you what we can do for you. And then from there, we can see if it's a fit for both of us. And a lot of times they see that we're true to our words that we help promote their products. We help show fans and everything what these products can do. And that's what they really like. They really like you being true to your word and not just beating around the bush, hoping to, that they'll, all right, here, we'll give you a discount. We'll give you this. And then never hear anything from you because that's a big turnoff in the industry right now. Exactly. You just hit the nail on the head. Be true to your word and go ahead and do what you say you're going to do. Exactly. Well, awesome. So tell me a little bit about what future hunting plans you might have for yourself. Well, let's see. I know I'll be getting out this fall. Whitetail, of course. Love whitetail hunting. I'll never miss it anymore. Hopefully, I'm hoping next year will be the first year I'll get drawn for a tag for bear hunting here in Wisconsin. And that will be a big thing for me. He's never been bear hunting. I've always wanted to try it. And my buddy Rod, he's bear hunted several times. Last year he got, yeah, I believe it was last year or the year before, he got a, a great bear. I mean, all on video and everything, I think it was like 380 pounds. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's what it was. That's huge. Yeah. And so he's going to be right there alongside me, like usual, for the bear hunting. Because with my disability... Or, I'm sorry, I don't like calling it disabilities much, my hindrance. <laughs> um, I can't get up in a tree stand. So we'll be on the ground. We'll be hunting from the ground in a blind. So I'm a little edgy on that, being right on the ground with the bears. Granted, I know bears can climb the trees too, but when you're right down there at eye level with them, and you've never done it before, I mean, he's, he's hunted bear quite a lot. He, he does his own preparing, baiting, all that stuff. So he knows exactly what to do and how to be the safest about it. So... But him along right next to me, like I said, when we go out hunting, he never leaves my side, and I can't thank him enough for that. That's where you know who your true friends are. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I Like I said, he, he's a great friend, but I think of him more of, a, of as a brother to me than a friend. Well, that's cool, and I can certainly understand that. You know, my first and only time I've gone bear hunting, I was on the ground, and all I kept thinking was the only blood trail they're going to find is mine, not the bears. Yeah, that, that kind of runs through the back of my mind there, too. It'll be a lot of fun. I have not had an opportunity to go back. I'm hoping to go back maybe next year or the year after to try again. Mm -hmm. That was a very fun hunt. I don't know why, because I missed the bear, so it wasn't like it was a great, you know, it's not like I brought home a great trophy, but I did bring right. home great memories, and that's just as important as anything else. Exactly, and that's what I've always said is hunting, it's great if you get something, if you harvest that buck, harvest that bear. But you know what? To me, being out there, sharing your time out there with friends, family, memories, you, you never lose those. You never lose those. And that's what we need to instill in the younger generation when they get out there and they're like, oh, we didn't see nothing. We didn't shoot anything. That's not what it's always about. What it's about is out there making memories that will last a lifetime. Exactly. As the folks listening, I, I really want to emphasize this is the kind of page that you get involved with. These guys aren't trying to shame you if you shoot a spiked deer. Or a 200-inch deer. It doesn't matter. As long as it's legally harvested, I don't know if anybody... I mean, you're always going to get a, a bad apple pop-up on occasion, but you guys seem to be pretty quick, like some of the other pages, to knock those folks out and, and to make sure that anybody that hunts, as long as it's a legal trophy, 
they're welcome. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you shoot nothing but doe all year and you post a picture of a doe, that's a great trophy in our eyes. You were out there, you got it done. Great job. Unfortunately, there are too many out there now that shame people for, you should have let that deer go longer. Another year, another two years. Why are you shooting this? You know what? You don't know that person's circumstance. For me, I hunt for the meat to fill the freezer at home. It's me and my wife and our three kids. So that meat goes a long way for us. If you are out there and you legally harvest this animal, great. Good job. Pat on the back for you. That's awesome. You can share the pictures on our page. We'll share it to the community. And we're not going to let those bad apples in. If we see it, we're going to either delete the comment or we're going to say, hey, you know what? This is what's wrong with the hunting right now is there's too much shaming in people. And I've seen it so much with kids with their first deer. They're like, why'd you let them shoot that? Well, you know what? That's what came along. Look at the smile on that kid's face. You think he's not going to remember that a week later? He's going to be talking about that for the rest of the year. And that's what we'd love to see. I'm with you. I don't like to see these young kids shamed. Now, I do get bummed when I see a, a young kid, their first deer is a 10 or a 12 pointer. And not because that deer was removed from the woods, but I I always was the firm believer that they needed to pay a little bit of time. So if they take a spike, that just fuels them to keep going. But if they take a huge deer on their first season or second season, does it instill in them that there's time to put in hard work? I don't know. That's still yet to be seen. I don't begrudge them that buck. That's fantastic. And they had just as much right as, it, as anybody else's. I just am always afraid for the sport that they come back the next year and all they see is a spike maybe for another two or three years and they say uh, i'll go back to video games because i'm not seeing anything that you know is bigger than the deer i already got oh yeah i can i can understand that completely you can get your first big 12 point buck 10 point buck what's run through the kid's mind is oh i got this my first time out i'll do it again next year there's been times where we would go out to a spot we'd see deer everywhere and 10 15 20 deer in the evening set. And then the following year we get out there because the conditions have changed. The marsh that it butts up to is just filled with water or whatever. We only see like two or three deer a night and sometimes nothing. And so I can see in the kid's eyes, I just shot this big buck. Next year go out and go, how come I only saw a few doe and one little four-point buck? I don't know if I want to do this. That's where it comes into instilling in them that it's hunting for a reason. It's not always going to be a big success. But if you stick with it, you eventually get that big six stuff again. It's a neat process, you know, having spent many years seeing no deer and just seeing a lot of cold and, and nothing. Yep. You say, well, I think everybody should pay a little bit of that price uh, just to get that built up into them. I mean, our opening day here is what, November 15th in Michigan? And it was a holiday at school when I was a kid. It was a day off because so many kids didn't show. So yeah, I want my kids to feel that same excitement for their whole life not just oh i shot this big deer let's let's move on to the next participation trophy i can get yeah yeah i mean sitting out there in the middle of winter where when it's cold not a big fan of that personally but i can actually tolerate it now i mean i went through so many different hunting clothes and everything trying to find something that'll keep me warm and just to bring up a company that we totally believe in is arctic shield technology we get the hunting clothes from them. This stuff is amazing. I'm not just saying it because we're sponsored by them. I'm saying it because I truly believe in this stuff. I can wear their coat and their bibs, which is light base layer and t-shirt underneath, and it can be 10 below zero out there. And I stay completely warm. I mean, I'm out there. I'm comfortable because the 
technology in this stuff, they have what's called a retained technology. It redirects 90% of your body heat back to you. Ever since I started using this a couple of years ago, I can sit out in the woods so much longer that it's just, it's incredible. And with what I have going on, I get cold real quick otherwise. So ever since I've started using this stuff, I've been able to sit in the woods for hours without even getting a chill. I truly believe in this Arctic Shield gear and clothing. If, if you get cold, I suggest you check them out, really, because I truly believe in this stuff, and I won't use anything else. I'll have to check that out because this is going to be my first year back in the cold in 20-some-odd years, five-plus years. So, yeah, I'm used to hunting in, in South Texas where it gets cold but not, like, cold up here. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, that's where uh, Nate is, one of our owners, and I talked him about, yeah, it was 10 degrees out when we got out there and he's like, Oh, I'm not coming to Wisconsin to deer hunt then. <laughs> so I was like, you have to come early season. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a little chilling for some of the guys down there. Yeah. When a cold day is considered anything below 32. Yeah, exactly. Now you're also working in, is this who your com- crossbow is through is you're working with dart and archery. Yeah, that, that is correct. We're working with dart and archery. It's, it's not as big of a name as, say Matthews or Hoyt or anything, but I tell you what, dart and archery, they're bows. If you can get one in your hands and shoot it, you'll just be amazed. Which version of the crossbow are you shooting? I'm shooting one of their older ones. It's a, a serpent. Okay. And it's, the, the crossbow is amazing. It's fast. It's reliable. So I won't be shooting any other crossbow. And I would love to be shooting the regular bows, but with my shoulder, I've torn my rotator cuff three times in there. And it's just, I just don't have the strength in that shoulder anymore. And my healing rate about five times slower than most because of my uh, disability. So I can't just pull a bow back anymore. So I had to go to a crossbow. But going to a crossbow allowed me to get back on the wood to bow hunt. Yeah, a lot of people treat the word crossbow as a, a dirty word, but it's really not woods that maybe couldn't or didn't want to. It gets them into uh, buying licenses, and all that money goes back to the Departments of Natural Resources to help fund wildlife conservation yeah exactly exactly i know i i've had a lot of people say oh you shoot a crossbow you're not a bow hunter well i don't believe that because without a crossbow i couldn't be out in the woods right so to me it's it, it's not for everyone i understand and i respect that but you know for people like me or anybody else that has a disability or has the inability to be able to pull a bow back or whatever the reason is it allows them to get out there and hunt legally, that's great. More power to them. Yeah, I think a lot of people think back to crossbows maybe 30, 35 years ago where they had similar speeds to what they have now, but the compound bow was a much, much slower item. Well, right. the the traditional compound bow now, generally if you just look at a, a you know feet per second or are equal or have surpassed what a, a high-end crossbow will do. Yeah, definitely. You know, the crossbow has pretty much stayed stagnant, stayed flat, maybe gained a little bit, but not anywhere near the uh, advancements that the traditional archery equipment has seen. Yeah, definitely. And we shoot an arrow. We shoot it with a stick. The Really, the only difference is that the crossbow has a scope on it versus a more traditional pin sight. Yeah, I, I understand that. And then people look at it, well, you got a trigger on your crossbow, so it's, it's not a bow. That, can, that, that one to me is like, you know what? I'm still shooting a stick at this deer. And to tell you the truth, crossbows are a lot louder, so you got to be able to make sure that you're going to have a good shot on them than, than is the compound boys that are, that are quiet. 
Yeah, I, I've seen guys taking shots now. And while I don't agree with these 60, 70, 80 yard bow shots, I don't agree with them with a crossbow either. I mean, that, but no. I'm seeing more and more of that pop up on these home videos. And if you're 60 yards away and you shoot a crossbow, it's going to be noticeable. Not as noticeable as if you're 20 yards away. But if you shoot that, um, like a modern Matthews or Hoyt or one of those those high-end brands, and you shoot it at a, a deer 50, 60 yards away, they're not going to hear it. No. I'll tell you what. I have a video, and I think it might be on our Facebook page. If not, it's on our YouTube channel, um, of a deer that I shot at with my crossbow that was, I believe it was like 32 yards away. As soon as I shot, it dropped so fast and spun around, brought its head up, and hit the back end of the bolt. And you can just, you can see it all in video slowed down. His head came up, hit the back end of the bolt, shot that bolt right down the ground and watched it ricochet off. And the huh. deer just ran off. That's what I'm saying. The crossbows are, they are loud. And when you're there, it, it, you got to have a good shot on it. I had it all lined up and everything. I shot and it dropped and I've never seen it before. And if I wouldn't have had it on video, people wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. And look at New Mexico. I think New Mexico makes you remove the scope from your crossbow. Yeah, I believe I believe it is, and I think I'm not positive enough, but South Dakota, I think last year you weren't able to have a scope on your crossbow. I think they changed it this year because uh, I was going to look at going down South Dakota this year, but unfortunately it didn't pan out for me. So, but I think they last year they didn't allow you to have a scope on your crossbow. Which to me, if I know that my crossbow is at 20, 25 yards, and I've got to shoot that thing iron like the old gun, what they would say, iron sights. Right, yep. Man, that's going to be... Then I don't even have a pin sight or anything I can really use that I'm aware of. Uh, then the, the compound bow's got all the advantages except for the trigger. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and I didn't mean to drag this into a compound verse crossbow competition, because I know there's plenty of those that take place online. Uh, yeah. I just... Darton makes great product. I happened to talk with uh, some of their pro staff and was looking at one of their more entry-level crossbows, and it just it was very nice. I've I've shot an Excalibur for years, but okay, I'm yep. really looking at one of these Dartons. They're just a very, very cool both bow as well as crossbow. Yeah. A lot of people, we've showed them our crossbows, their bows here, and they've tried them. They're like, I've never really even thought about Darton until I just tried shooting this. I shot yours or the crossbow. They're like, I'm going to go check them out. They're, they're an amazing bow. They're an amazing company. So, I mean, if you've never gotten one in your hands and you have the opportunity, go try it. You'll love it. Yeah, and you get to talk to Ted Harpam, and he's a real nice guy. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a great guy. Every time we go to one of the shows he's there, we, we always have to stop in and talk and chat with him. Yep, I was hoping at the Michigan show he, that I attended he'd be here, but he was uh, prior commitment. So so you've got Arctic Shield, you've got Darton, and that's just a couple of the great sponsors that you're working with. Yeah, I mean, we've we got a bunch of amazing sponsors. We've got Black Eagle Arrows, great arrows, great bolts. I mean, customer service is amazing. We shoot Rex Pid Broadheads. They have expandable and fixed blades. They fly fast, straight, rod, bare that he shot last year. Um, he shot that bear with a broadhead, with a Nuri broadhead, and then that ball, same broadhead, he took a nice buck with it. Same broadhead. Didn't have to resharpen it or nothing. Yeah, and we've got baronet blinds. If you're looking for blinds that have a lot of space and room, check out baronet blinds. Their blinds are awesome. Another company we work with is Hunter's Cloak. It's a machine that you can 
put in cartridges of different cover scents, and it releases a very fine mist into the air to cover up your scent. They have anything, everything from pine to peanut butter to sugar beet, something for just about everywhere in the U.S., depending on where you're hunting. They just came out with another great system, the Rut Rouser. It allows you to put two cartridges in at once, and it's got a remote, so you can have it set um, to shoot out to pine or doe estrus or buck urine or whatever. And you can just hold the button down and have it just spray out for as long as you want, or you can set it to go off every so often. Great product. I mean, we used it last year. Deer never knew we were there. And another great group is uh, HHA uh, Optics, your bow site. If you haven't heard of them, you got to check them out. They're known for their single pins, and you can dial it into whatever distance you want from 20 yards to 80 yards. If you got a deer at 72 yards, you set your dial at 72 yards, and it's dead on. And that's helped a lot with my hunting for me, just knowing that, okay, that deer's at 33 yards. Okay, which pin do I use? Nope, I can just take my dial, turn to 33, and I'm set. So it's really just once you once you match the dial and the pin together and you know the distance, it's just a matter of turning the, the knob to set it at that distance. Yep, just turn the dial to that distance, and you know it's dead on. Wow, that's pretty cool. And another company we just got on board with is Whitetail R. They have a camera out there. It's called the Blind Spot Camera. And what it is, is it can be set out and it's got a 360 degree camera that you can operate from your phone to look around. And this product is, is just amazing. And you control it from your phone. You don't need Wi-Fi or anything. And you can see what the camera's seeing from your phone. So you can set up in front of your blind and it can double as a camera for you when you're filming, really, or whatever you feel you need to utilize it for is a great product and we just talked to them at this last deer fest uh here in wisconsin we talked with them for about 15 minutes then i talked to the owner for on the phone and he really liked what we were about who we were and it's kind of like shook hands basically and he's like you know what i'm extending my hand to you guys let's see what you can do for us and we'll see what we can do for you very cool you'll definitely be some seeing some videos of those being used this year once we get some videos out and some pictures of those being put out there and so is that something you could actually put out in the field and then not have to come back to, say, a, a food plot to disturb it, but just see what's going on in the food plot? No, that one, this one is more of when you're out actually hunting and you can actually have it setting out there. And so you can look all the way around you in 360. I mean, if you go to their website, they have some videos showing exactly what they can be used for, how they use them. You can hang them from, they got hooks that you can put in so you can hang them from a branch upside down if you want the, the uses for this thing are going to be crazy and of course your best bet go take a look at some of our videos on their website and it'll show you really what you, they can be used for and how they can be used or even go to their facebook page they got videos up there showing them well very cool for everybody listening i'll have a link in the show notes to their website as well as black eagle arrows hunter's cloak arctic shield you know the rexbed the hha sports you know all those that we've we've mentioned i'll have links directly to them and, and also the, obviously the camo brotherhood going back to their facebook page so that way you can easily just use the show notes and follow back to any of those products that were mentioned yeah and if questions on any of the products feel free to message us on facebook we get back to you as soon as we can or if you have questions on anything else we're, we're ha more than happy to answer any questions people have on just about anything with the hunting community from our sponsors to just hey what do you think about this for hunting or do you think this is a good area to hunt we'll do our best to answer you how we can we're just a bunch of average guys and 
lady. We, we do have one <laughs> female in our group. And we're willing to answer questions however we can. I'm sorry, we have, let me correct that. We have two females in our group. And we're, we're, we're open to answering any questions. Like I said, I've come to your Facebook page many, many times. And I just, I don't post a whole lot, but I love to look at the pictures and the videos. And so I like to follow what everybody's doing. And it really is some neat stuff that you see. This one, I hadn't even seen it yet, was the Rex Pid broadhead and the hole it put in the deer. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a pretty devastating. It might not be those wide cuts that you see on some broadheads, but trust me, this hole, anything that was behind it took some damage. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's the one I'm thinking of with the Nuri broadhead, and it looks like it's got people call them little pizza cutters on them. Yep. But what they don't understand is what it is is when that broadhead goes in, those wheels allow it to, if it hits a bone, kind of deflect them off so it's not getting stuck in a bone. It's just an amazing broadhead. I mean, all the broadheads, we, we've used almost all of them, and they've all performed flawlessly. And they shoot like field points when you shoot them. So I can't complain. I've taken, since we've gone with them, I've taken, three or four deer with them with no problems at all and those wheels are sharp too aren't they yes yes those wheels are cutting wheels so they're cutting as well yep it's not there just for decoration or whatever they they are sharp and they cut also are you going to be out this bow season in wisconsin yeah i will begin out the pictures that disappear over the summertime will start to come flowing back fast and furious yeah summertime is always a hard one because Everyone's kind of got that lull, unless you're down south where you're hog hunting or whatever. But, you know, we, we try to keep new content coming up on the page all summer long. Some of it might be some stuff from previous year that people haven't seen before. But we always try to put new stuff out there as much as we can. We all have commitments. And like we tell everyone in our, that's on our team that family first, jobs first, camp brotherhood comes after that. We, we post when we can, how we can, but... It, with our group, it's always been family first, other priorities. We don't go, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, or you're out of the group. No. You got your priorities, you take care of your family, your job, whatever you got to do first, the Camel Brotherhood comes next. I mean, there's enough of us in the group that there's always something new coming on the page. And I, I, I do want to give a big thank you to all of our team members that are on our group for everything that they are doing, they're going to help us with. Um, we can't do it without them, and we appreciate everything that they have been doing. Great. That's fantastic that everybody's involved and, and obviously understands that family comes first and then the, the commitments and then you, because everybody involved wants to hunt. Everybody would be hunt, hunting full time if they could. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, you're certainly going to, there's nobody that's turning down days to the woods if they're, unless there's some specific reason. So that's completely understandable and a great way to look at it. Oh, right. Exactly. I mean, last year was a a very slow year for me. I had some family um, emergencies that came up that I had to kind of commit to that before I could commit to being outdoors, which I didn't have a problem with. It's family. They come first. So this year, crossing my fingers that nothing comes up, I'll be able to get out a little bit more than last year. Well, that's good. I Like I said, anybody that is dealing with any type of disability or restriction uh, or nuisance or however you want to term it, any day to them outside is really appreciated. Exactly. And I, I know this year and going forward, what as a Camel Brotherhood, what we really wanted to gear towards is helping get people into the outdoors, whether it's us doing it directly or helping out groups that get people outdoors that can't be there from the disabled to veterans to children. Those are our three big things that we've really started gearing towards wanting to help with is anything we can do to try to help get these people on the doors, introduce kids to the outdoors 
help disabled people that otherwise wouldn't be able to get out there into the woods, if we can help them in one way or another, that's what we want to do. And we feel that this is just what, as the Camel Brotherhood, the direction that we feel for us to go is in that direction is helping. Do we want to be on TV? We sat down we said, this has never been about being on TV. It's not something that we were shooting for. We were shooting for showing people our passion, and now we're shooting for showing our passion and our passion for getting these, these other people into the woods that Norman wouldn't be able to. That's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be on TV. Uh, there's many folks that want to start up something to, to carry it to that level of TV. I have no problem with I think that's great goal. That's a great thing to reach for. But there's also a lot of the folks that want to do just like what you're doing, which is put together a group to help others. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, if you want to be a group that's hoping to be on TV, awesome. That's great. I mean, I, I hope you succeed. I mean, I've seen a lot of groups out there that have their YouTube channels that they're great channels. I, I go back to them constantly watching videos and they're doing a great job. And if they want to do that and that's the route they want to go, great. But then, like I said, there's a lot of us groups out there that we just want to show off our passion and we want to help others and educate others if we can, too. Which is which is very commendable. And, and that's as a sport. I see a lot of folks talking about starting to mentor. Ask one person a year to go out with you. They may not like hunting after that one trip, but they might not be opposed to it either when bills that need to be voted on come up, when laws are looking at being changed. If they're not against it, that's just as good as if they're with it, you know, to vote for it. Right. Yep. I, I agree with that. So mentor, mentor, mentor. And I want to switch it here just a little bit as, as we kind of talk. I became involved with a company that you've been involved with much longer, and that's Racks, R-A-X-X, uh, Racks, Inc. I was flipping through Facebook one day, and I happened to see this, and it blew my mind. It was so awesome. And it was a hanger for either your traditional type bows or for crossbows. But you've been involved with Racks quite a bit longer, and you have met Adam before the owner of it. Tell a little bit about Racks, if you wouldn't mind, for the listeners to hear. Yeah, I met Adam uh, at a deer turkey expo here in Wisconsin, and we hit it off. I mean, great guy, and he started up this Racks company for hanging your crossbows, your traditional bows. He's got amazing work. He can custom design stuff for you if you're looking for a custom one not just one that says Matthews or Hoyt, which he has all those, all the big-name bow brands. If you want a Hoyt, a Matthews, a Darton, Bowtech, he's got all those available for you, too, to buy. But if you're looking for a custom one, same for your group. In fact, he just did one, a custom one for uh, me for the Camel Brotherhood, which there's a picture of it on our Facebook page for my crossbow. He will design something up for you and talk with you that's what you're looking for. And these things are quality products. That's not just something cheap or chintzy. It is a quality product. It is sturdy, it is durable, and it is a great-looking product. I mean, if you're looking for something to show off your, your bow, which a lot of people love showing their bows off, perfect way to display it is have this hanging on your wall and someone comes in, they're going to look at it and go, that's awesome, where'd you get that from? And racks, I mean, I've seen other bow holders out there, but nothing's compared to the rack. Yeah, they're very neat. They look almost like they're laser cut because of the fine detail that he can get into the cuttings. And they're done on a very thin metal. They're strong, but they're set up with 16-inch on-center holes in them so that you can nail them right into a stud to hold your bow or your crossbow. They're, they're just a fantastic product. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they're, they're laser cut, and 
the quality, the detail, and just what he can he can produce for you in the way of a custom design. I've seen a lot of custom ones on the racks page that people have sent in pictures of, and it's just amazing. It, it is great work. I, I couldn't be happier with being with the rack, owning one. They even do uh, a mini rack that for, say, a youth bow, or if you don't have a room for a big one and you've got room for a smaller one, it, it's perfect. I mean, he can come up with whatever you want for design practically. You tell him what you're looking for, he'll do it, and it's going to be quality work. It's, it's not just something I'm just going to punch it out real quick. Here you go. He puts time, effort into it to make sure you're getting exactly what you want. Yeah, they're just a beautiful. I have the one with, I have a diamond bow right now, and I have that one with diamond hanging up downstairs. And once I attach it to the wall, man, they're just a great product. The detail's incredible. And I'm looking forward to getting one for my crossbow, but I want to do a mini one just to have one of each hanging on my wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just everyone that's seen, seen them, seen my one that I had done, they're just floored by the quality of it. And they're like, where, where can I get that done? I tell them, hey, go right to the website or shoot them a message on Facebook and they will get with you and find out what you want. They treat you great. Yeah, I agree. And for anybody listening, if you go to uh, the Camel Brotherhood's Facebook page and scroll down, James made a posting out there on September 4th. Actually, look for just the Camel Brotherhood. Don't look for James's name. It's on September 4th and it's, it's a red TCB for the Camel Brotherhood with the skull mount for a crossbow. And it is fantastic. It's absolutely the detail that's captured in the deer skull is unreal. He even was able to add a drop time to it. So it's it's really slick. And then if you use the discount code PASSION15, when you order from their website, you'll get a 15% discount on your order. Well, James, this has been great. I, as we walk away, you've you've started up a neat community. You've got Hunter's helping each other which is the way it should be hunters wanting to be positive for each other and and help and i think that's just completely needed we you know more than anything else in this industry and this sport and you've backed it up with great sponsors that have great product um, that are not just there because you want to collect a check from them and walk away or anything of that nature or a discount or anything you they're there because you're using them and believe in them and that's that's more important than anything else is to now I'm going out to look at Arctic Shield because I think it might be the exact ticket that I need. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. We, we're not going to promote something that someone came up to and said, hey, you'll love this product. Show it to your fans and, and do this. If we don't believe in it, we're not going to use it. And we're not going to pawn it off and everyone go, hey, this product's awesome. Use it just because they say, here, here's some discounts. No, if we don't believe in it, we're not going to use it. But yeah, be sure to Check out all of our sponsors on our page. You, you'll love the stuff that they do have. Well, this is fantastic, James. I really appreciate the time you've given me today. I appreciate the interesting conversations and the, the discussion on the different items because, again, from somebody that's using it versus just a television commercial or a radio commercial, it's great to hear what the feedback is on something like you said, Arctic Shield or Black Eagle Arrows. Uh, things that I, those two, I wasn't necessarily 100% familiar with and all the other. So uh, I really appreciate your time. I look forward to communicating with you about racks. James, I thank you for being on here. I thank you for introducing every all of my listeners to the Camel Brotherhood. And I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks. You take care. You too.
this spring it's getting green Fisher on the bed And hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head The winterized bass boat Here comes another year Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Oh, we command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors Come summertime, we're feeling fine Fishing on the lake Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on Creek Bank Kick back a couple beers yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Next year's does until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands The fever starts to creep Fill our freezers full of ducks Lots of tender deer Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we So grab your guns, shells, boys Put on your camouflage Cause we command the outdoors around here We command the outdoors